Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Support WrestleTalk! Donate on Patreon. Did Nia Jax just turn heel? I'm Ollie Davis, this is Luke Cohen. Welcome to Wrestle Ramble. And on last night's episode of Raw... Nia Jax comes out after, I would say, a good month, month and a half maybe, of being an anti-bullying advocate Mm. to bully someone, a jobber, out of nowhere to sort of prove a point to Ronda Rousey, somewhat undoing a lot of uh, (coughs) work that they've done in recent times. What did you think of this segment? What was... Why? Why did it... Like, Mm. why? How long has she been a babyface for, like? We were trying to figure uh, this out, weren't we? I think, like... Two months, maybe. Like, so she was whenever she was aligned with Nia Jax. No, sorry, with Alexa Bliss. Yes, she was a heel. It was that moment when they they caught Alexa Bliss bitching backstage. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. That yeah, was yeah, when yeah. everyone fully got on. That was like the full baby face turn. Mm. So that was yeah. That was like a month before Mania. Yeah, I think. Yeah, so she's been a baby face for like ten minutes, and then mm. she's coming out and she's beating up this. Poor chopper. Which which is annoying, uh, you know, to flip flop like that. It's it's very big show esque. But what's even more frustrating is that there's no real reason for it. It's just like this feud dictates that we need a, a heel to go up against Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Naya, you are now a heel this week. Yeah, I just I don't I don't think it was like a heel turn. Mm. I just think it's positioning her as the sort of antagonist in this scenario because I guess in, in, in this story she challenged Ronda for god knows what reason she stepped up because she's like, a fighting yeah, champion she's a fighting she champion and then Ronda was like oh no please oh my god uh, there's so many other people on the roster that could can you do it in the Ronda voice I can't remember what, how does the Ronda voice it was go? just more also, seductive my throat is quite sore but yeah I'll give it a, I'll give it a shot uh, oh no please oh no it's <laughs> fine alright alright all right, Naya listen Naya uh, there's loads of other people on the roster, and I uh, I think they should go first. They should have a shot, and then me. But it's if you, uncanny. You know, think, but if you insist, if you insist, Nia, I will take you on at the Money in the Bank. That was excellent. Yeah, yeah, it was like being that right was, next to her. Yeah, you just well, need no, to have actually, a little sorry, mean if, face. If you were right next to her, she wouldn't be saying anything because she doesn't speak now. That's the other bit that happened in this segment was that she came out and there were so many bits where the commentators tried to engage her in the conversation, and she just went. She's too busy underneath. You couldn't see it, but underneath the desk, she's pointing. Yeah, she's doing a, she's doing <laughs> yeah, a point she's, at Naya. It. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like last week, I said she thinks she's an anime character, but mm. I think this week she thinks she's a mime. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. She's she's trying to do it all in. She did have, in all fairness to Rousey, she did have one very good off the cuff moment, and it was when Naya kind of forgot the name of the armbar. Oh yes, and you know, uh, Rousey says on commentary quite very quick wittedly. If she can't remember the name of the armbar, how is she going to remember the counter to yes. the armbar? Which was like, oh, that actually tied into the match you're eventually going to have. But yeah, the rest of it, because it she'd was WWE down on scripted. Her arm, though. That was why she was it. like, she'd run out of space, and it's that's why on, she had nothing else to say. On the inside of the point, on the <laughs> yeah. index finger. Uh, 
But yet, this, so this segment, just to give a recap of it, Nia Jax comes out and then like halfway through her entrance music, then Rouse's music hits mm-hmm. because she's going to be on commentary and Nia Jax is just going to squash this jobber, but she does it with the microphone. She's like, I'm going to... This is what happens if you try and put an arm bar on me, Rousey. And she kind of powers up out and slams her, slams this job yeah, down. Yeah, I thought that was quite cool. She had her up for a fair yeah. while as well there. It looked great, like, yeah. yeah. And then she said, and like she was smiling. It's, it's a really good heel. Like it was a real good heel performance, uh, but not a, a full turn, I suppose. And then she said, oh, and I'm going to do this when you're down on the ground. And she hit this like crazy Flipping, running sent on yeah. thing. Landed completely on this poor jobber's chest. Who is? She's dead now. Yeah, poor poor thing. And then she invites Rousey down here to help out the the wrestler who just disappeared. Yeah. Presumably to the same place when a young went to. (laughs) Naya, I don't feel so good. (laughs) Naya, I don't feel so good. It it wasn't quite as sort of um, serene as in Infinity War. Mm. I think as Naya hit her, she just. Imploded, imploded. kind of like the old Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you stake a vampire. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Saw her skeleton for a brief moment, yeah, and then it was gone. A flash, and then Rousey comes down, and yeah, they they just kind of look at each other. Rousey does the mean face, oh, yeah. looking mean, and then Nia just laughs in it and walks off. Said, "Oh, that's the that's the big mean intimidating face that I'm meant to be afraid of," which yeah. was cool. But it's like after this segment was done, I wasn't. Any more? I was I was less excited about the eventual match. Yeah, I just I, I it could have just been they could have just booked it like it was uh, a main event sort of showstopper. They could have just done it like this is a once in a lifetime, or they could have done the sort of Samoa Joe Brock kind of thing without really doing it too heelish. Well, like um, the pull apart brawls, you mean? Yeah, and I think yeah, it's just having it be like a like mm. let's just do this as a big money match rather than it doesn't have to be Nia's called her out. Isn't she bad for doing that? Like as I've, I think a champion who calls someone out and says I'm going to defend my title that's a good champion. Yes. Uh, not someone who then you know gets all why does why is she suddenly gloating about it? Mm. Like you know, I, I liked the gloating. I liked the sort of like come on, honey, get up. Like I loved I loved all that stuff. It was good, but. There's absolutely no need for it. I, I it's think just it would come out of a, nowhere. Yeah. It would have been a completely fine match. The uh, uh, the the Nia stuff. I guess the only reason I can come up with is that in last week's segment, which mm. was the contract signing with Stephanie McMahon, and she, Stephanie McMahon was playing them off against each other, and she said to Nia, "Oh, Ronda thinks you're lazy." You know mm. these these ways of just saying you're overweight without saying you're overweight. Mm. But Stephanie's words, not as snowflakes. Uh, they that could have possibly got. I guess that could be their reasoning, but it's not enough. Like it's for a enough. viewer to, to cling on to. Unless they like next week, Ronda comes out and she's being the heel, mm. and Nia's being the babyface in that, like in their interaction. So maybe they're just gonna, I don't know, wind each other up for because beat up jobbers, but wind each other up every week. That wouldn't be the worst thing in the yeah. world. Like Ronda, comes if it's the out. same jobber as well. So yeah. this poor girl is just getting obliterated every week. Yeah, I've got, I've Next week she's got out. a broken arm. She's got crushed, caved-in ribs from this week. Like, cause, like when was the last wrestler you really got behind who whose main character <clears throat> was just I'm a really good person? Mm. Like you look back at Stone Cold and The Rock, and I know that was the Attitude Era. It was a different time. But they're all badasses. Stone Cold yes, would routinely yeah, yeah, yeah. stun a nice people, and yeah. it was awesome. But that so, was, I guess that was an accident with Stone Cold almost, though, wasn't it? That mm. he started coming out in what they thought was a heel sort of persona, 
and then he got so overdoing it that he was like, "Oh, I'm I'm accidentally a babyface now." So and the same with the Rock, like he was mm. his transition back and forth between heel and babyface was almost so. I don't know. It just kind of happened on yeah. you, and you you went like it wasn't too much like he's doing this, he's doing this, he's doing this. He just was kind of the same character a lot. Mm. So I mean, like the, yeah, the good guy sort of thing we're going to talk about later, but it would be Lashley is what they're currently trying to do, and that's it's going great, it's going well. Well, should we get on with the whole? Sh- Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one of a kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Okay. Haha, <laughs> it's a raw review looking jacked, man. Just because we forgot to mention it in the Ronda Rousey bit just now. Mm-hmm. Confused face at the end. What did you make of... Rousey's confused face, like all of our other faces. It's pretty uh, similar. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, should just. Yeah, it's it's there's, it's like it still works. It's kind of blue steel esque. There's yeah. not much difference I can tell between blue steel and is it Magnum, the one he debuts at the end. They're so different. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, to a trained cultured eye like yours, yeah, maybe, absolutely, yeah. But to a fashion philistine like myself, <laughs> I can't. They, they look like just no, Ben yeah. Stiller <laughs> Yeah, wow. So, but it, I think it's the same with Rousey. Although there's no discernible difference between the confused face mm. and the aggressive confronting face, it still gets over the right emotion. I feel like she needs to do sort of like uh, the, the cards they do for autistic people, but for everyone. She just needs to hold up what she thinks she's conveying. <laughs> well, like the Elcor in uh, Mass Effect that say before they do something, this is a sarcastic reply. Right. Sarcastic reply. I'm glad you uh, you explained that. I wouldn't have got yeah. that reference. Although I did once play Mass Effect. Did you? Yeah, I how think I had sex get? with how something and then I stopped. <laughs> I was done. It's weird how you lose interest like, yeah, yeah. in things, isn't it, after that yeah. moment of well, it was Once we realised the game didn't let you have a cigarette, and that was, that was the end of it. So, the show kicked off properly with Braun Strowman coming out, and he declared himself, which, when Braun said it, sounded really awesome. But when I read it back and say it myself... Sounds like a Mr. Men book. Yeah. Mr. Mon- Mr. Monster in the Bank. Mr. Monster in the Bank. It's that, well, because there used to be the toys, didn't there? Monsters yeah. in my pocket. And that's all I can think of. It's like, he's, there's a monster in the bank. He said it intimidating. I say it, oh, it's little Mr. Monster yeah, in the yeah. Bank. Yeah, yeah. In a dark, Mr. dark house, down yeah. a dark, dark stairs, there's a bank vault in that bank, Mr. Monster. <laughs> we are just, uh, you know, that's the opening jingle of another, another YouTube channel's show. Oh, is it? Yes, for another wrestling YouTube channel show. They've oh. got sort of a Room 101 thing. Well. Just because people are going to point that out. we it's a, it, what, what is that a play on originally? It's the uh, Funny Bones, isn't it? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, so, Which is what I was doing, the original 
the original content. Just in case people kick off in the comments and shout crossover and invasion and other things. So, Braun... Where, where would you get invasion from as well? Like that's, people, That, that would mean, be so stupid. This is our job. To, yeah. to, to see, like, Rey Mysterio hints about a Latino yeah, yeah, New yeah, World yeah. Order. So it's going to be a WWE invasion, quite obviously. There'll be no invasion. So... Not on WrestleTalk. Braun says... That he's going to get these hands, the, the briefcase is going to get these hands, and he's going to become the Money in the Bank man, the Mr. Money in the yeah, Bank yeah, man yeah. monster. Mr. Monster man money thing. Mr. Bank monster. He's going to eat all the <laughs> yeah. money. Oh, yeah, he's like the terrorize cook, like the, the tellers. And he says he's going to cash it in on Brock Lesnar. Class. And I saw a funny meme of uh, Brock Lesnar's strategy after Money in the Bank. Can't cash it in if I'm not there. Yeah, that is yeah, that's very smart. Yeah. Although, can you? Maybe you could. What, like the old hardcore championship? Yeah, 24/7. yeah, like twenty four, tw- yeah, like a twenty four seven thing. You when have to like call them up. Like, he said, Braun comes down to the ring, he's like, I'm cashing in, and then they're calling Brock, from the- <laughs> and he's like, No, I'm not coming. I'm like, you're gonna, you're gonna have to, man. Like, yeah. it's like, No, I'm not coming down. And then, and that's and he's when like, Fine, Braun get on a flight, and he's Braun flying out. In, yeah, he commandeers like a, I don't know, a horse. Or something, and he rides the horse. He wouldn't fit a horse. Uh, what else could he ride? A rhino. Yes. So he rides a Much rhino to Brock Lesnar. He's riding house. a giraffe around. Yeah, something Jumanji esque mm. with a load of other wild animals I think towards Brock Lesnar. If it's Jumanji esque, the rhino is riding Braun. He's yes. just carrying the rhino. He lobs and that he at Brock. darts it at Brock. Mm-hmm. And that's how he wins the championship. Nice. So, yes, that, that's a that's my prediction. great fantasy booking piece. But then Finn Balor comes out and. Because this is playing off the really quite good main event of last week's mm. show, which was Balor and Braun, and that show of respect at the end. But here, as soon as Balor got in the ring, Braun kind of undid that somewhat by saying, he put up a good fight for a small guy. Yeah. Which Don't... was, I thought thought you could do without. Yeah, but I guess they wanted to quickly. Let's how, how quickly can we get into this match that we need mm. to have right now? <clears throat> well, not quickly enough where... Kurt Angle could forego the usual yes, full entry. Yes, I thought that as well. I was like, yeah, he's like, they're literally brawling and he's coming out to stop it, but he's like, first of all, he's going to do a bit of that. Like, you suck. He's got to get his S word in. He he's got to get his suck in. He, what he sucks at is managing. <laughs> he's just, he's the terrible manager. He's not good at his job, is he? No, he's bad. Like, that's, he's he's a fine wrestler. He's, mm. he's, he's god-awful at keeping his brand under control he it, and he's always on his phone he is yeah so, yeah that's what always worries me a man who is that distracted by other people's calls yeah he's just going through the grams I yeah, think. yeah. Just, uh... like <laughs> post inspirational thing live yeah. stream Facebook Q&A that's what he loves to do he's probably on his app you know he's got that addiction app does he yeah well uh, so Finn slaps Braun and that's what starts off you know what a ill-advised thing to do to Braun Strowman. Mm. I, 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 I really like that from Finn, but I didn't like the immediate smile of Finn afterwards. No, I, they keep doing that. With Finn keeps doing that. He keeps mm. doing things that are like slightly. So he did that after the Seth Rollins thing, where he he did the inverted DDT out of nowhere at the end of a match, and then yeah. he just stood in the middle of the ring, grinning like an idiot. I I think WWE and Finn thinks it's funny. But based on like the whole over thing and the forever push that he, he kept on doing over like the, the Christmas months, mm. I feel like this is it's kind of a trolling vi- our, our kind of fan base thing. Yeah, but uh, I would prefer to just 
make him a heel. Like, I'd love to see him as a heel. Or just a, a cool baby face who doesn't have to smile all the time. It's the same thing with Ronda, same thing with Bobby. What is it with WWE and this really two-dimensional smiley baby face at the moment? This is why we need the cards. <laughs> So why we need the, the little cards yes. so you can convey what emotion you're trying to convey. That'd be really sad if Finn is beaming with a smile and he's just sadness. <laughs> I feel like that is what's happening. Mm. Every time he comes out and goes, do you remember when I was the Universal Champion all that time ago and I, uh, I had to give it back? I keep forgetting that. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, you were, mate. I'm even past the point of yeah. being angry that you never got your rematch. Uh, so, Kurt Angle, after the prolonged wrist, floppy wrist thing, made the match of Finn Balor and Braun Strowman, uh, which Kevin Owens came out for commentary, mm-hmm. who did a gimmick where every every so often he would get a microphone and shout words of encouragement and advice to either Finn or Braun, which was fine. Yeah, I didn't really... It was, But he always sort of did it at the wrong point. It was, and it didn't make sense because he was encouraging them... Every time they got the upper hand, he was going, oh, man, carry on, crack on doing this. But they stopped to listen to him. Yeah. So he was like, can I do it? You can do it. And it's like, he was doing it. Yeah. It was, he was, he didn't need to do this. Mind games. He's putting them off. He's a heel. I just, mm, I don't think so. It didn't, it didn't quite click. Yeah. I. He should have been encouraging the guy on the floor, I mm-hmm. think, and then putting off the person on top and then switched it over. But this uh, this turned into just like the previous week. I thought this turned into a, a really good match when Finn started to get the upper hand on Braun. Yeah, I thought it was it was pretty bland in the beginning because they did that spot and they did it straight off the bat where Braun threw Finn clean across the rim ring the rim, rim. across oh the way. rim. Oh, way. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, but yeah, so he chucked him across the ring. He got some airtime. Yeah, he on got that. some serious airtime. But he just did his little uh, sling bait sort of spin in the air, mm-hmm. uh, and then they did that like three more times in the sort of uh, bronze beating him down moment, I guess. And then, uh, it, yeah, I just it took too long for Finn to sort of mount the comeback, and by that point, you were just sort of like, oh, I just. I don't. I'm not really into this. I was. Mm. I was a bit flat by that point. I, well, I. I quite enjoyed it. I. I mean, like maybe if this happened in hour two or three, I would have been fatigued and like come and just mm. get on with it. But this was the first match. I was okay with it. And then we got the great bit where Braun like does his rounding up oh, the, yes. the yeah, support yeah, yeah, and then yeah. he runs round the ring. This spot is so over now. Yeah. And he charges, shoulder charges into Finn, Absolutely. which sends him flying over the barricade. Looked great. Mm. They should have done the same spot from last week where uh, Braun sends him over the barricade and then Braun is leaning against the barricade and then Balor pops up, but you can't see him. Yes, that would have been <laughs> just, good. The camera has to kind of Yeah, just tip, look up, just tip over. Look up and you over. Just... Uh, so, yes, eventually uh, Finn hits a coup de gras and in another nice reference to the... And WWE have gotten really good at this recently, or at least a few guys have, and that's in these weak back-to-back matches they'll find a way to play off and riff off previous mm. spots. It's like with all the Seth Rollins and Balor stuff before and now uh, with with Finn and Braun here. It's really nice. Rewards long-time viewing. So Finn gets up to hit a second coup de gras, just like Braun had to use two power slams to put Finn away as like a show of respect last week. But then that's when Owens attacks them both with a ladder yeah. and causes the DQ. So I guess Finn won. But it's good that this was a, a really smartly booked finish. Finn looks good because he nearly, he nearly had won. the win. Yeah, and Braun so is protected. 
thought it looked, I thought this was that good was I, th- I was watching that I was like <coughs> you can't have it, the sort of I guess yeah the the their fifty fifty booking yeah. dictates that you would have Finn win this one but but Braun is too big yeah you can, it's yeah it just and also because all the commentary at the moment is or Mister Monster in the Bank who's going to happen who's the number one He's the big guy. He's going to win. Which commentator's that? These are all of them. This is <laughs> uh, these are uh, what you can't hear. It's like the Yanni Laurel thing. Mm. It's actually all three voices happening at once, so it sounds like this. Yeah, when you merge them all in, like that face, about, yeah. the face merge thing. Mm. Yeah, but with voices. So Owens uses the ladder and he's he attacks Braun with it, and Braun's like, "No, mate!" And he throws Owens out the ring, and then he, like he would launch a rhino, he launches this <laughs> ladder. It goes halfway up the ramp. Yeah, it's. I I was uh, shocked that they let that happen because I was like, what if that just? What if he just does that slightly wrong? Because he's just gonna clobber some fans. Because it wasn't like it wasn't like he threw it like a javelin. No. He threw it so it was widthways mm. across him, and the ramp is only I guess two feet wider either side of the ladder. <laughs> There's not much margin for error. No. So that could have hit a ringside fan. Do you remember when Brock Lesnar started ripping off the door of a car and he threw the, the car door into the audience oh, and it yeah. hit a fan? Yeah. It could be a bit like that. But yeah, you're, you're right. I was... <laughs> I was, I was generally... Because that was such a cool moment, though. And, like, Owens did really well to sort of still just be rolling, like, yes. out of the way. He wasn't, it wasn't like he got up and he'd run off to a safe distance. He was literally just out of the way. Mm-hmm. And then Owens tries to leave the arena afterwards, with his really little, selling with his the little, fear. With his little bag. Yeah, he's a little wheelie. Yeah. And Kurt says, you've got a, a match against Bobby Roode later, so... You have to stay. Have he was looking stay. for the valet, though, to get the keys to his car, wasn't he? Mm. Was he? Yeah. So, But then they had a little man in a valet costume, which I don't know if that... I, I Maybe that's a thing in, like, arenas, backstage at arenas in America, but I, I feel like it wouldn't be. Maybe Owens paid. If anyone knows, can yeah. you can you let me know? Because I just I just wonder if they've got a little valet costume they keep just in case they're doing a bit where someone needs their car. Did this this was your big standout question? This, well, this. I do, I would just keep my own car keys. I think if I in the bag, I keep it in my little bag. You know, mm. or down my trunks. In the match, if you yeah, fall on yeah. that the wrong way, because yeah, then you could spend a bit of time pushing in between your fingers, and then you've got sort of like makeshift knucks. Yes. Well, like a little jab with a key inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So next up, we had a Sasha Banks promo. <laughs> uh, and she just said she's going to win money in the bank. We got a few of these mm-hmm. to build up the gauntlet match, which was the main event of the show. Yes. Yes. Uh, if Sasha wins <coughs> Miss Money in the Bank, Miss she Monster become in the Bank. Miss Sasha Money in the Banks. I, I don't know why it took me so long to realise this. Yeah. Yeah, Banks's last name is Banks. Yeah, but that's what she was, and that's what she was saying, wasn't it? Because that was the thing that was referenced by Bailey later. Mm-hmm. Was that she, Sasha had said her name's already on the contract? It is. And then Bailey was like, "But it's my name on the contract." It's like, no, no, Sasha's is literally on the. It's half her name is written there. That was such a really bad retort. Like she's yeah, had. Yeah. So Banks has this promo now in the show, and Bailey has this promo near the end of the show. She's had like what mm. two hours to think yeah, about yeah, a retort. Yeah, yeah. She goes. No, my name is on the contract. It me, guys. Yeah. It me. <laughs> so Elias comes out next, and <clears throat> he's just incredible. He's he is my so favourite thing in WWE. No, they, no hope... that's a lie. He's my favourite thing on Raw right now. Yeah. So what's your favourite thing on SmackDown? Um, Samoa Joe and Daniel Bryan, which is happening tonight. 
Uh, but he's just everything from from the way he composes himself. Mm. He can masterfully work the crowd. Uh, when it comes to actual wrestling, it kind of falls apart. But that part, that this performing part of his character, God, he's he's like one of the best at executing yeah. character in WWE. I'm so surprised they didn't find this out in NXT. Mm. Like it was so weird that they never clocked onto this bit of like the fact that they because in NXT they sold him as a badass drifter who came in and and squashed people, and he doesn't look squashy. He's not. Yeah, you know. And he, he, would, he the drifter was more of a part of his character, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Remember when he first debuted on the main and he would just he would just come in like around. every so yeah yeah. Uh, and but then they realised so he could talk, better. and then yeah, now they don't have to have him actually do a match, which is great. And yeah, because when was the last time? Oh, like two weeks ago actually. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It, most of the time, Elias just does tries to do a performance. Yeah, and, and then, then attacks. Get, and then gets the cross because no one lets him. That section was really good though. I, I you know, it didn't, and he didn't even sing this week as well. Like he no. he just sort of. Juiced every single bit that you could get out of the just interacting with the crowd because mm. also the crowd really got turned against him in this one. Like normally they they kind of wanna they want him to sing, they want him to perform, and they get into it. And th- this week they're actually going leave, yeah, get out. Like you've Heel insulted it. you've insulted us too much. Leave. Well, it's just so petty as well. Yeah. He said, "Can the, can the lights be made darker? Bring the spotlight more on me because <laughs> I, I, the people in Virginia are, are very ugly and disgusting looking." And that was like the Virginia was like, mm. "Boo, yeah. no!" Uh, and then he's you know, "Can can you all shut up as well?" So all that stuff. And I thought because then it goes to commercial. And mm. I thought. Please come back, and he's still there. Yeah. And it came back, and he's still there. So he's been ragging on the crowd for at least four to five minutes. Yeah, but also, I, but it's, it's a hard line to play as well because if you're if the plan is that you don't sing, but you need to fill the time in the commercial break for like three minutes, but he can't really get the song going because that's the point. Yeah, it's making that sort of last that time is is impressive, very impressive. And then it kind of whips the crowd into a frenzy for when the baby face eventually does come out. Mm. And in this case, it was, I've called him Red Rollins. Red Rollins. I, I wrote he was, well, it was his birthday, wasn't it? So yes. He was wearing his Power Rangers costume, <laughs> is what I thought, his little Red Ranger costume. He's so dressed as Jason. He comes out and he he throws Elias's stool out the ring, but not as far as the ladder. Because it's just segment. impossible. Mm. And he... You know, Elias leaves, foreshadowing for after the match, and then he has a, a, a really good match against Jinder Mahal of all people. And that was the best match on the show, I thought. Do you think? I, I genuinely you know what, thought actually? that. I genuinely thought that was the best match on the show. I would have to agree with you. Yeah, in fact, it's not even close, really, is it? No. Because the McIntyre Gable match was too short. Yeah. Like you said, the Balor Strowman match was half not half that, really half, good and yeah. half sort of yeah. And the Gauntlet match was blur. Yeah, and then it, it's only really this uh, as an actual match, but yeah, I, it was like it was good. It was always engaging, but I really, really got into it when Jinder got the chair and oh, all the yeah, heel yeah, stuff yeah, started yeah, to yeah, come yeah. out. Sunil Singh was ejected from ringside, and that's when Jinder used the chair on on Seth's already worked over stomach, and that was a really good near fall. I actually bought into that near fall yeah, that Jinder yeah. might win the IC title de- to defend against Roman. I did actually. In the bank. I yeah. really did. Yeah. Um, but this was really good, and Rollins sort of drags Sunil back in, and he buckle bombs him onto Jinder. Yeah. That was a great spot, uh, which he doesn't really do anymore. The buckle no. bomb after Finn's injury. Oh yeah, I think everyone's. And Sting, it was, I I'm think. sure it would be fine in the <coughs> yeah. turn buckle. The buckle bomb onto the barricade. He, the barricade one. That was he just he threw him from far too far away, mm. I think, and 
fin didn't like lance back splat on it properly did kind he of sort of he landed like that yeah, yeah. Uh, but this this was a a really good match i thought and with a smart finish because just like in the braun Strowman balor match you don't really want to beat either guy yeah so it and it totally made sense for Seth to just have enough of all of Jinder's cheating. Yeah, too much shenanigans. Get the chair himself, especially because Jinder attacked him and Roman with the chair the previous mm. week, and he just takes out Jinder for the DQ. Technically, Jinder won, but neither man looks weaker for it. No. Um, and then Seth chases him up the <coughs> ramp and celebrates on the commentary table, and that's when we get the return of Elias. And he clobbers. What is that guitar made of? Powder. Yeah, yeah it's made of uh, Rene Young. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel so good, Elias. <laughs> and Seth sells this by lawn darting himself into the ground yeah. off the commentary desk, which is already raised off of the. Yeah, yeah. And he just uh, chucks himself area. down into that little uh, the bit where they just keep all the wires. Mm. Yeah, they the keep, unforgiving they've, they've, wires. They've always just keep keep the wires there. <laughs> the technical area. Yeah, but what's, what's it? Full there's of? no staff there. Technical. There's no staff. <laughs> it's an unstaffed technical area, yeah. just full of cables. Trip hazards. Yeah. This yeah, is where this is where trip, like the, this uh, is where the trip hazards live. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all taped down. But this this brings out a uh, just like oh he gets the full stretcher job treatment. Yeah, it's yeah. Played up like it's a big deal. So I mean, a Seth Rollins versus Elias feud is by no means unappealing. No, I would like that. Yeah, and especially with Seth being uh, such a good wrestler at the moment. Really, mm. he's so hot right now. He is so hot right now. And Elias, that's you know that's the bit where he falls down on. Yeah. So an Elias versus Seth match could actually work wonders for Elias and getting him over as a threat inside the ring. Absolutely, carry yeah, him yeah, to yeah, it. yeah. Um, plus, like... The, the only the only problem well, is they need to get more Elias. Yes, yeah, definitely with with Seth. Yeah, and so it's, it's a fresh matchup. But when Seth started the whole Intercontinental Title Open Challenge, I was hoping for more, like your, Mo, your Mojo Rawleys, your Chad Gables. Mm. But we've had Jinder Mahal, Kevin Owens. Yeah, it's been quite big so far, and pre-announced stuff as well. Yeah, it's, it's weird not, that it's weird that it's it so quickly went from an open challenge to just him going, "Oh no, you've you've annoyed me this week, so yeah. it's you. Next week it's you because you've it's just basically just yeah people who've pissed him off that week, yeah. and he's just like, yep, you, and then you. Uh, so, the, did you know? Interesting fact: you're an NXT fan, so mm. I think you know this. What when have Jinder and Seth previously faced? They faced on NXT, did they? Not just this is a historic match. Yeah. In 2002, <clears throat> sorry, 2012, it's not that far back, developmental. Uh, I Jinder, feel like Seth would have still been in school. Tyler Black, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, so Seth Rollins versus Jinder Mahal for the first ever NXT championship. Mm. There you go. And here they are, six they years are. later. I was actually, I was thinking about this earlier, because uh, we see, just <coughs> take, talking about taking Jinder back to his roots, uh, we've got Jinder here, Drew's back and he's, Judy Dench too. Uh, let's that? just really oh, G- massive. Really He's like really Dench. Judy. Right. Let's get Heath Slater on some Probably male some growth brand. hormones or cod liver oil or whatever. Yes, and let's get three man band back together, but as just really jacked dudes. It's almost like when you have a cart, a rather innocent cartoon series from the eighties, mm. and then someone remakes that these days yeah. as a super dark. Muscled yeah. up Rob Liefeld drawing. I feel like that's the reverse of what's happening though, as the Thundercats thing from last week has proved, yes, which was yes. muscle cats to 
Kitty cats. Kitty cats. Little kitty cats. Little tiny little kitty cats. I, I was never attached to the Thundercats thing. Never really watched it. I think it looks like a fun little endeavour. T- to be honest, I think if you're writing about it on the internet, you're not the target audience because I don't... The people who are meant to be watching it don't really have access to phones. Mm. Yeah. Fair enough. So then we got the Nia Jax versus uh, Babyface continuity segment, which <coughs> we've already talked about. And then we got Nia Jax versus her own continuity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a sort of not metaphor meta- metaphysical yeah, metaphysical attack. yeah it would be existential have, yeah it'd have to be like a sort of um, that bit in Doctor Strange where he just goes off in his own head and it's mm. all trippy. I'm sure WWE would be able to film that beautifully as well oh, as yeah. the House of Horrors show. They're really good for an imaginative. <laughs> a segment. They can take a concept and execute that visually. Yeah, they can. They can really run with stuff. All uh, those promos of Bray Wyatt stood in a cupboard with just one up light. Speaking <laughs> of visually inventive promos, Dana Brooke had a blackboard behind her, mm. or a, a green board. Yeah, is that the same thing? That seems to be an American thing. We have blackboards over here with chalk, mm. but this was green. With I didn't chalk. Get, no, we, I've had green green boards at school. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Uh, just cheaper, and just she get it in the rougher parts of. The UK. <laughs> so I just forgot where I'm from again. This was very science based. <coughs> I thought you might enjoy. It. I did enjoy it. The thing I didn't enjoy about Dana Brooke's promo was that when she was pointing to the three things that she was referencing, that's not what she was pointing to. She was mm. pointing to basically she'd beautiful minded all over this uh, whiteboard to come that's up a with. Verb, is it? Yes. Beautiful. She beautiful minded it, uh, and she'd written this formula out, and she was using this formula to realise why she was going to win the gauntlet match. Probably like leverage or something. I don't know. Like pins, the actual fulcrum of the pin, the pressure, that yeah. kind of stuff. But she she said there were three things that you needed to have, and then just pointed to random points on the board that didn't correspond to even where writing was. She pointed at three, the two blank spots and the thing, and then she was like, "And that is why I'm going to win the gauntlet match." It's almost like she doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> yes, it's almost like she's a absolute bull- codswallop. When that's better, that's a nicer yeah, word of saying. It. Yes. Uh, so, what I don't get is this is, you know, it's it's a nothing promo. No mm. one's ever going to remember this. So why not just make it really fun and mm. pop the people who already know about the Scott Steiner promo and do a full on thirty three and a third percent chance of winning? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I just it's just a very strange thing mm. to. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know why everyone was playing it so seriously in their promos as well. Like, also, why were the Riot Squad to LA? But why were they just tearing? Who were the, whose stuff I liked was that? that. I like, but that whose stuff actually. was it? <laughs> just the locker room. Yeah, yeah, they were all out in just catering, being, maybe being louts, uh, ch- searching for their valets, yeah, maybe. That's it. So the deleter of worlds, which is really hard for me to say. I don't know why. The Beat the ascension next. <laughs> I just, I just. I don't understand. I don't. I don't, like. I. <laughs> Matt Hardy. He's not a very good actual wrestler anymore, but he's. Pro- oh, gonna get some heat. I'm gonna get some heat, but it's it, it's he's not really. He's quite like formulaic. He does the same sort of like he's a five moves of doom kind of guy. However, the really good thing about Matt Hardy is his promo stuff as this character. And also all the silly bits he does in the ring. I think all the yeah, sort audience of like, participation. all the audience participation, yeah. like getting people to chant along, doing the wonderful and getting the claps and stuff. There was none of that in this match. Mm. There wasn't a single thing 
in this match that was like these characters are they weren't even playing their characters. They were just going out and sort of doing their moves. It was so by the books. Bray did his weird crab walk. Thing. Oh, he did do his crab walk, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I do agree. This was this was a, a really just... And it went on for... I mean, it probably only went on for five minutes, but it felt like it went on forever. It felt long. Uh, because the Ascension got... Like, if you're going to give the Ascension 40 to 50% of the match, but not do anything with them afterwards, mm. then why not just have the deleters of Weld squash them? Yeah. I would it, like the Ascension to get like I would like to see the Ascension in a stable with the heart with Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. Yeah, that could work, and it's probably the only thing that can I would like to see them give yeah, them credibility. Be sort of, but then obviously you'd have to sort of. I think you'd probably do them as sort of enforcers, and then you would mm. make Matt heal. But so th- this was really the start of when Raw. I mean, it, it never got good again for me. <laughs> this this was the like I I quite enjoyed all the stuff we've already talked about, mm. but. From this point onwards, it was an hour and a half of. I enjoyed some of the really results of things. Yes. In the sense that it sets up some stuff, but I didn't really enjoy much of the thing. On paper. Yeah, I love Retrospectively. The, I, I, do you know what? As a much shorter review, it's really good. If you just read what happened, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, when you just read the results. Uh, or just look at the little gifs on Twitter. Yeah, that's. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, not the YouTube clips, that's too much. But a few spots yeah. on Twitter that they. I'm surprised they managed to find two minutes worth of mm. YouTube clips. So after the tag team stuff with the deleter of world, deleters of worlds, and the kiss of deletion. Yes, that's a, that's the name now. I absolutely, I just despise that move. I really despise it. I just think it's awful. We got the B team in. Uh, I would say a good, funny backstage segment with Kurt Angle. Mm. They're like, they come into Kurt's office, whatever it is, and they say they want a title shot. Kurt's corridor. Yeah. <laughs> they say they want a title shot, and they're like, well, you can't just mm. have a title shot. You beat the same team twice, sure, but there's other teams in the tag division. So Bo Dallas mishears that as, we need to win over the tag division. We're going to put on a barbecue for them. Yeah. And Kurt's very funnily saying, "No, I, I never said, I never said that." And Curtis Axel saying, yeah, "That's a really good idea. We can do all this stuff." And, no, no, no. It's a, it's a terrible idea. Mm. So I thought all that was well, well performed. Yes, I enjoyed that. It's a shame that it set up something that we had to then sit through. That's, yes. uh, that's the problem. Is that it, it, yeah, it, it went too far because they actually hopeful. they actually executed it. Yes, <laughs> because they. I mean, WWE have a pretty strong runners of late with terrible in ring segments. No. Yes. Uh, then we got that Riot Squad promo that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. So Ruby is holding the the phone, and Liv and Sarah are tearing up people's shirts in a locker room. Yeah, I thought it was it was different. Yeah, no, it's uh, nice. It, it's it nice. showed it got over their characters of how they are a bit rioty. Yeah, they're a bit rioty. A bit rioty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next week we'll see them coming out with like TVs they've nicked. Yeah, t- they should have been watching. They should be watching a match. They should no. We should cut to someone backstage watching the match, being like, "Oh, they they're facing them next week. This isn't you know Natalia watching Ronda Rousey in the ring or whatever." And then they they just come in and they lift the telly out. Mm-hmm. That sort of stuff. That's what I want to see. More actual, more actual rioting from the riot squad, or just more anarchy. Like I, I don't know. Yes. Yeah. They're I, very. And I'll, I'll, we'll get to this later with the with the match. I just I don't. It's are they heels? Are they anarchists? Are they like? Do they actually beat people down? I don't know. They it just they seem to sort of flip flop between being just normal wrestlers or people who get squashed, and then they're like, "Oh, we've actually got some character and we do some stuff." Yeah, they're they're very much utility players where they just 
are slotted yeah, into whatever slanting. other storyline WWE have going on mm. to set up another storyline. Um, so yeah, I I thought I I enjoyed this. It's just yeah, I agree with you. It's a shame. They're it was fun. The other thing about this promo rubbish. that I thought was sorry. <laughs> the other thing I thought about this promo that was silly is like obviously they all took a turn talking to the camera, and then at the end they all tried to be in the shot. But it worked like an actual selfie because it was Liv Morgan just kept getting cut out by Sarah Logan's head. <laughs> she had to be like, "Yeah, I'm here, still here." Yeah. Oh, I liked it all. I liked the the kind of pose at the end. Mm. It looked super stagey, but it was a nice kind of stagey. So then we got Bobby Roode versus Kevin Owens. Uh, this was just, I mean, I like by this point in the show. Mm. I was out. Yeah, it was a match that happened. And this is Bobby Roode versus Kevin Owens. It should have been a bigger deal. And it was just a match. It was just it was... A, a headlock, rest hold match. Mm. Just running the clock. Mm. So Owens won with a roll up. <clears throat> and then it was, it was all really to set up Braun coming in to chase Kevin Owens for what he did in the opening match. He chases Owens around the ring and then power slams. And then Bobby is kind of really over exuberantly celebrating. And you're like, well, Braun's going to slam you too now. Yeah. And that's what happened. It's like you haven't even watched the show, Bobby. Mm. Uh, but yeah, Bobby Lash, Bobby Lashley, Bobby Roode is just, he's hes one of those other racks, like the Ascension, like the Riot Squad. That, yeah, it's a just shame. But see, on, on a treadmill they going just sort of put people, Well, yeah, at least Roode has one thing going for him. He's got a really great entrance, and mm. WWE does like to do that. So, But that isn't yeah, even no. really over anymore. No. It's a shame. So then speaking of not over Maybe he should do an extra spin. That would hurt. That would help. If he spins one more time and people would be like, Freshness. So yeah, speaking of not over, we had Sami Zayn coming out next to apologize for the the Bobby Lashley's family segment from the previous week. <sighs> it just makes me cross. Yes. <laughs> I just I don't want to talk about but it. It just makes me really I don't, I don't want to bleep anything just, again. Just makes me blooming upset. Mm. And uh, he revealed they weren't actually Bobby's sisters. They were men. Shock horror. But that that was like, I found that funny. Yeah. That he had to, that was a good line. And I always enjoy how Sammy gets the glasses out to read stuff. Mm. But everything else was just, just tedium. He just, he just looks like a man whose dreams had been crushed. And I feel like it's even more galling that the writers in the back had him say thank you to the management for letting him come out to apologise for a segment you would assume the management put him in. Mm. I just, ah. Oh, it, it just it just feels dirty to me. I just, I don't know, like, I just, I feel it's just horrible. Like, he knows, it, he knew it was a bad segment last week that he had to do, and now he's got to come out and do another one. And then also say, thank you so much, WWE management, for letting me come out here and apologise to all these people for the thing you made me do. It's, and it's weird how they tied in that the online reaction to it was so negative. Mm. And he even said, you know, some people have said this was cringeworthy, that it was awful. And you're like, yeah, yeah, but we were like saying the whole set, not not your agenda. We were saying the whole thing yeah, was yeah, awful. Yeah, the, the fact that it, it wasn't, we weren't kayfabing you, Sammy. <laughs> we weren't like genuinely uh, buying in that this was a uh, an actual... Bobby's sister's thing. No, and then he said it was like a work of art and uh, that some people didn't appreciate artists in their time, but people would look back fondly on the segment. I don't think so. But then Bobby comes out and the, the crowd is dead. 
Like, no one's into this because this no one cares about this feud because it's an awful feud. And he he says that the... Yeah, he, Bobby starts off with a, a Memorial Day salute because he has that army family history. And because he's clearly not in the feud either. Yeah, you, the, you said this off camera. Yeah, you were I just like, said, it's just, it just seems stupid that he comes out and he's like, sorry, I've just got some admin to do first, Sammy, so I'm just going to salute. Just I've got a little spiel that I need to say about armies and then he does a little salute which you know it's memorial day you would do just have lashley come out first and do that and have sammy come out and interrupt him that would have been much do better. it any other way around just but why is he coming out and no selling the fact that like this feud happens because then also after this happens lashley offers the matchup mm. to sammy so he's clearly cross enough that he wants to beat him up yeah but he's not cross enough that he's not going to do the bits that he needs to do because he, he also spends a good like minute or two in his entrance high-fiving all the fans like saying hi to so the kid angry. saying hi to the kids smiling and waving and then yeah he's like oh you you are definitely right i mean i don't know if wwe would have done it because they're very sensitive about how they portray the army but if bobby lashley was doing this genuine memorial day thing and then Sami Zayn comes out and says, "Well, that, uh, yep, that's really important, but I, I need to read this apology." Yeah, that's gonna get him. Like, that's gonna get Sami genuine heat. Well, from also, the crowd, maybe, maybe, yeah, because yeah, you could also just be like, he has to read the apology, but he has to do it. Like, the stipulation could just be, he has to apologize in front of Lashley. Mm. Set many different ways. Multiple Renee different Young ways to do it could better. or could not be there. Your choice, dealer's choice. Comes back. I hope she does. Maybe she'll just uh, do the sort of reverse, and this this dust will appear. Like, what, why did Charlie Caruso not get that around. sign? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they Bobby offers him the match, and then Sammy shakes his hand, and Sammy's like, "I'm gonna halluva kick that smile off your face," because Bobby Lashley is another smiling baby face that has no real character. And Bobby then, that th- there was a moment of awesomeness. Like, if this was a better booked feud. This would have been a cool moment, but because we're already out of it, it wasn't. But Bobby's face, the smile disappears. He puts his teeth away. Yes, and it just puts them in his pocket. Yeah. And he starts to crush Sammy's hand. Sammy sells it. And and then Bobby mm. starts smiling again. I was kind of hoping he would, you know, that was Bobby losing his smile. Yeah, yeah. But no, it looks like we're sticking with that. But it's just your point again, about... the emotion cards. It feels, it feels like... Sami Zayn is having this feud and trying to do as much as he can. Yeah. But Bobby... And I guess that's kind of the story. Bobby Lashley's above it. Yeah, but Bobby's no-selling him on all this stuff and Mm. it just doesn't... I just... I mean, if he was... He he was so disinterested last week in it that they could have just not done this again and not had the match. And I don't think anyone would have minded at all rather than have to watch Sami Zayn come out every week and try really hard to do something really bad and then just have this smiling dude come out and just be like, well, this is silly for you, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, and it is, I just think it's patronising. I just I, yeah. I just feel like Bobby coming out every week and smiling at him and being like, oh, Sammy, how twee of you. Like, and it's like, you know he doesn't want to say this. And how, how can we care if Bobby doesn't care? Yeah, exactly. If he like doesn't... he's meant to be the guy we're on the side of. Yeah. We, well, that's the thing is, like, I think it should have escalated. It needs to escalate quicker. And Zane needs to be attacking Lashley. Or at least a real member of his yeah, family. It, yeah. <laughs> his actual sisters. Yeah. Okay. All three of them. That's it. Zane kidnaps Lashley's sisters and then actually replaces them with the three yes. dudes from last week. Yeah. Something, I'm, I, it's better. 
It's better than mm. what we're currently Well, Kidnap getting. Stories are really hot right now. Mm. Uh, so Mickey James had a promo after this. I think that was the best one of the bunch. She's yes. a great promo. Yeah. I did and think she hometown was, gal. Yeah, hometown gal. She was also dressed as Wonder Woman, uh, which made me think, like. what happens if Sasha Banks also comes out as Wonder Woman? Well, they're different versions of Wonder yeah, Woman, yeah, it looks yeah. like. There should be like a, there could have been like a no you change mm. moment. You or like they the both try and pull each other's headband yeah, thing off. Yeah, that would have been nice. Uh, then we it would have got... been something that that match didn't have, which was anything. Yeah, anything. drama. <laughs> yeah, anything. Drew McIntyre beat Chad Gable next, and... Uh, I've I've got a theory. Mm. I when when I was watching this unfold, I thought I know what they're building to, and then I read around and like listened to mm. other reviews. Everyone else has had the same idea. Jordan, so, yeah, okay. So I'm not that special or unique, but yes. So Chad Gable has now been beaten by Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. It's almost like he needs to get a tag partner, right? Mm. That would be like looking at Raw's tag division, as we'll come on to in the next segment. You've got no one and two single stars as the champions. Yes. But if you reunite American Alpha, you've got them, who are a very good tag team and never got the chance they deserved when they were a thing, mm. and Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. And then at least you've kind of got three big-time tag teams there. Yeah, they seem they all, all three of those teams would make a great sort of top level of the card. And do you know who else we've got on Raw that have just disappeared recently? Authors of Pain. Oh yeah, I read that. that um, one of the rumors going around is that if that was, if, if there's ever a Roman Reigns heel turn, that it's going to be in a faction with those guys. That'd be amazing. I think. I think that rumor has just come out of the fact that they all dress the same. Probably. And so they're just already in it. They're armor. just in a gang. Mm. I like. I mean, it was a nothing match, but. Oh, this this I thought this was. Oh, Pretty decent match for the yeah, time yeah. they were given. Yeah, it was. It was. It like it was kind of inconsequential, but yeah. I enjoyed. I I like the fact that Drew's so big that when he he just his moves, a lot of them are just you go over there now. <laughs> now now you go over there. Um, I'm going to pick you up and put you down, and there's not a lot you can do about yeah. it now over there. And but then Gable sold the hell out of everything as well. He's he's brilliant. He's um, really really good. Uh, th- there was there was an amazing bit where Drew McIntyre had. Chad in a what's that called when you hold them like that across your body like a cradle yeah a baby he just threw him up into a suplex yes oh yeah that was wicked and there was another bit on the outside we just threw him into the ring post Mm. it was all good stuff you go there now Uh, but it was quite a comfortable win from McIntyre I do I do I think Jordan and Gable getting back together under Kurt Angle's tutelage Mm. Would be a nice way to retcon, ignore the whole Jordan Angle storyline. Yeah, I, I hope they do ignore that because they were just picking away at that, and it was just less and less believable every single time. But that was that match was a brief glimmer of hope in an otherwise terrible last two hours. Because next up we had the payoff for that barbecue segment that was set up. <sighs> It was the B-team hosting a Memorial Day barbecue for The Ascension, Titus Worldwide, Breezango, Heath Slater and Rhino. And The Revival. And very depressingly, The Revival. The Revival. Who would be brilliant in the top of the tag division as we were talking about. I don't don't know why those guys... Injuries, I think. I think Vince... Because uh, 
was it Scott Dawson got injured first yeah, and then and Dash Wilder Dash got in or maybe it was the other way around but they were out for like six to eight months yeah yeah right after they debuted mm. and you can only get injured so many times before management seems to lose faith in you yeah but I just feel like their um, their style at least sort of dictates that they're kind of they look like they, they're yeah. quite safe in the fact that because they're ground and pound kind of guys it's not overtly throwing mm. yourself off everything all the time is it like you're, and they're brilliant and, yeah, and they're, and they're absolutely amazing brilliant. Yeah. Uh, but yes this was a absolutely terrible segment um, <laughs> it was it was nothing that was like offensively bad like the sisters segment from last week it was just it was just flat out unenjoyable and what made it worse was it because it was a comedy segment that the commentators would guffaw over it mm. were constantly sniggering and no one else was laughing. I think they were just watching the the background action. I don't know. Like mm. I enjoyed. There was like one bit where two people, uh, Scott Dawson, cheers the bologna sandwich with Titus, which I just nice. I enjoyed. Just as a, it was <laughs> incom- It didn't. It wasn't really part of the segment, but I just enjoyed that they did that in the background. I enjoyed Rhino not getting yeah. up uh, and just eating the whole tray of sandwiches to himself mm-hmm. when everyone else was fighting. And uh, Fandango was just. Seductive lead in a brat verse, yeah, as well. And also, when it kicked off, someone was just pointing one, <laughs> which is you know, yeah, Rousey so loved. I the, assume there was stuff in here that could have made it good. I think this would have been perfectly suited to a backstage skit where you could kind of plan everything out and do the pacing. It should, it should have just happened in the canteen, shouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not... much better. Or like, where would a stupid place be that the B team could? Oh my god, they hold it in Kurt Angle's office. Mm. And Kurt's like, guys, what are you doing? Get out. I told you this is not a thing. It's like, hey, Kurt, we've made you an Olympic sandwich or something. But it, they it didn't be a do a Bolympic sandwich. A Bolympic as, sandwich. Uh, everything, really as everything had to begin with a B in this segment. Is it potato salad? Potato salad. Potato chips. Uh, it was, you know, it just... Nonsense. Like... If you told me about this, all oh, the B team hosted the barbecue and they named all the food, like they made sure all the food began with B. I'd be like, it's pretty funny. Mm. But it, it wasn't. It, it just wasn't. It's just regular barbecue food and then they shoehorned bees onto things. Mm. I feel like they should have just done actual bee foods. That and was what offended It you. should have been more. Yeah, but because then you're buns? just. Buns? Shoot, yeah, buns, bananas. Just things that aren't barbecue food. Okay. And then it gets more and more. Yeah. yeah and you just don't. We uh, ran out of things. That I've, run, I've run out of things after bananas. <laughs> Uh, I can't. I can now no. not think of any other food beginning what, with. What B. else is there? Bologna. They did that. Baked potatoes, but that is Baked kind of a barbecue if you're just food. Baking things. Bacon. Bacon. Uh, bar. Beef. Burgers. Beef and burgers. Also, I mean, I mean, they didn't not... have. They didn't even have any burgers at their barbecue, though. Is there any other food that begins? I don't with think there B? is. I don't think there is. I and think that's it. I think no we, one's going to have anything to add in the comments. No, I think we've done a very thorough investigation of that. That's all the. That's all the foods. Um. So this <coughs> descended into a food fight, which I just found patronising as a viewer. Yeah. And they, uh, the B team, put Rhino through a table. For literally no reason. Yeah. And but also, but also because it wasn't like it descended into a food fight. Everyone was cross with the B team because they said, "Oh yes, the point of the." So they so they I said guess. they they charmed everyone with uh, their barbecue skills, mm-hmm. and then they said, "So is everyone cool with us having a shot at the tag team titles?" And everyone went, "Oh, you can't cut the line, blah blah." So I said, "You can't cut the line because there's no macaroni cheese." Uh, and Heath said, "This is a feast. What are you talking about?" Yes. which was quite funny because he- he's a redneck. 
<laughs> and then um, they just everyone just said, "Oh, you can't cut the line whatsoever." And then it descended into a food fight, but it didn't. It wasn't a fight between like no one just attacked the B team. It should have been all of them attacking the B team. Mm. I feel so they just they dunked beans on Bo. And then it's they a powder put, keg of tension that tag division. And then they put potato salad on Curtis, uh, and then uh, yeah, and then and then, then, it, and, then it, and then all hell broke loose <coughs> because these are adults. Yeah. And then uh, Bo and Curtis went backstage afterwards, found Kurt and said that he booked a tag team battle royal to crown the number one contenders. Mm. Mm. So B team probably going to win that, I think. You think? Yeah. I think, yeah, that's, I think, what they, I think that's what the storyline is. Which means the revival are getting beaten. And then to cap off a fun two hours, we had the main event, which was a gauntlet match. For a last chance or second chance of all the the lady people who aren't in the Money in the Bank match. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we started off with uh, Bailey. Yep. And Liv Morgan came out. And Bailey hit one move. The Bailey to Belly. Yes. And that was enough to put Liv Morgan away. Why doesn't she also do a Bailey to back suplex? Continuing. Why is she not running with this? Yeah. Are there any other she ones? She could have so much more offense if she's doing, if she's doing non-impactful moves, mm. but just adding the word Bailey and that somehow makes them great. Bailey Why slash. doesn't she? Doesn't yeah. Bailey. She also lock. doesn't do like she also doesn't as a hugger. She doesn't do any sort of uh, hugging-based submission. Yeah, like a bear hug, a Bailey hug. Yeah. But you, I guess the the belly to Bailey is kind of like a big hug, mm. and then you just slam them down. Mm. It's a pretty. Unthreatening looking finisher. It's a it's a nonsense move. Mm. And then Sarah Logan came out. And she looked good. Uh for, for all of a minute. And Bailey beat her with a quick roll up. And yeah. that meant <clears throat> that Morgan and Logan could attack Bailey to soften her up for Ruby Riot who came down. Yeah, but then she, they soften her up for Ruby Riot and they literally lay her out. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to the break and we come back from the break. And the only pe- But then the only people in the ring are Riot and Bailey. And they're just carrying on. Can you get DQ'd in the gauntlet match? Uh, oh, I don't know, actually. Because I guess that's the only explanation. Is If yeah. you can be DQ'd in the gauntlet match, then it makes sense that Liv and Logan left. But otherwise, why wouldn't you just stick around? It's a good point. Because this uh, is where I thought this, like, I thought, I didn't mind Bailey quickly getting, quickly dispatching the two members of the Riot squad, and then Ruby comes out. And then actually, the, the numbers game starts to play against Bailey, and she loses to Ruby, who lands a Riot kick. Mm-hmm. And Dana comes out, and Ruby dispatches Dana, and Ruby dispatches Mickey eventually. Who was super over and is a baby face yeah. now, by the way. Yeah. Just like Naya is a heel yeah. this week. She's also doing meteoras now. Hmm. She wasn't doing those before. So she's dressed. Well, Sasha Banks is. Yeah, so thing. she's now dressed as Wonder Woman <laughs> and doing meteoras. She's doing the. She's reprising the old Trish Stratus <laughs> obsessed fan storyline from back in the day, maybe, maybe but maybe. with Sasha. Yeah. So then, and so then. What I didn't understand about this was, again, to go back to the Riot Squad thing, is they don't really have anything that they're doing. It was like they beat down Bailey, but then the match just continues, and then Ruby wins against Bailey without any shenanigans, apart from the fact that Bailey's obviously tired from yes. beating two people and also getting a slight. But like, she wouldn't be that tired. She finished one in a move, and she rolled up another one in short shrift, and then she got a very minor beatdown. Mm. Then she gets right kicked and then Ruby just looks strong against the next two people and I just feel like you could have played more shenanigans here to make the end a bit more like or 
book Sasha at the start. So you have Sasha and Bailey, and they have a longish match. Yeah, yeah. And then Sasha just wins that, and then she goes on to beat everyone else, and she ends up against Ruby. So you've got a really tired baby face having to overcome a fresh heel. That's what gauntlet matches are supposed yeah, to who's be. Ma- whose mates are also yes. like at ringside because they've just been in the match. All the odds are stacked against well, I just banks. I just never understood like that why will they not pull the trigger on any kind of Bailey Sasha thing? Like it's they I don't mind what way you want to do it, but even in this match, like in this match they set it up at the beginning with the whole her name's not on the contract, mm. it's my name and money in the Bailey. Bailey in the bank. Bailey in the bank. Bailey in the bank. And then, like... Miss Bailey in the mi- bank little There's Miss Bailey in the bank. Uh, but, yeah, so they just did all that, all this setup, and then they're not even the match together. And then there, there was no, like, Bailey doesn't come down and save her. Uh, mm. Bailey doesn't come down and interfere and not help her. Like, you know... There was even a bit when Liv Morgan got on the apron when uh, Sasha Banks was <clears throat> facing Ruby... That could have been the perfect moment for Bailey to come down. Yeah. But it's 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 almost a rib on us at this point, I think. Just like the Emelina coming soon thing became a joke on the viewers, mm. that this whole Bailey sasha Banks storyline is, is so past its sell-by date. <laughs> it's going to go it's, anywhere. Yeah. And it, th- this is not an example of... Lo- Did you hear Bailey's interview? She, poor thing, had to make the best of this situation. Mm. And someone asked her... You know what's going on with this feud with Sasha Banks, and she was like, "Ah, oh, you know, like all the great long-term booked feuds, Randy Savage, Hulk Hogan, Mega Powers over a year. That one took to ignite. Yeah, it's not, it's not the same. It's not this one. No. So Sasha Banks won in the end. Uh, she did like a cheeky Nando's knee to the face. Oh on this. yeah, I loved that. That was great. Yeah, that and was then cool. she did that, and then power bombed her off, didn't she? And then. Um... Mm. So, then yeah. locked in the bank statement, but then had to then got interfered on for a bit. Interfered on. So usually Will Ospreay will do the cheeky Nando's by putting someone up on the top turnbuckle, their legs, and putting their head between their legs and then super kicking them. But Sasha did that with a knee. Yeah. Doesn't that look really it cool? It looks really good. Um but then yeah, Sasha taps out Ruby to the bank statement. Um yeah, just a backwards backwards booked psychology wise with with Sasha being a fresh face going just, against a tired heel. Yeah, it just didn't make any sense. Is yes. it, do you think it's, it's like she's wearing the tape? She was her arm taped up, or was that part of her gear? I can't I really tell because you know she normally sometimes wears the straps that mm. go down, but mm. she had like one shoulder looked a the bit more surgical. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So maybe surgical. she's maybe she's not very well. Maybe, but then why why put her in a ladder match in three weeks time? Well, maybe she'd be better by then, but maybe Hopefully. she has to rest it for this, and that's why she could only have like a ten minute little stretch. So it was a, a, I'd say a good first hour and a bit of raw, and then the rest of it was really quite asinine. What about you? I gave it, I gave it poor. I gave it two out of five overall. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think two was mm. two was what I had imagined it being. I, I only thought the Seth Rollins uh, gender match was any good, and no Roman Reigns. No, I thought so. there was so much potential in it as well. There were so many good, like there was actually good booking. Rude versus Owen should have been good. Mm. Drew versus Gable should have gone longer because it yep. was quite good uh, and probably should have also had let's just get Jordan back in yeah <laughs> Jordan return the, let's just get him in the mix yeah um, yeah the gauntlet match had all the potential to be good like anything with I think anything with a whole team of heels in it if you've got the whole stable in there do something with it like and then you've also got the feud and then you've got filler mm-hmm. you know Dana Brooks and then 
Mickey James is filler in this scenario, but but she's a hometown. Also, she she's a hometown girl. So you've got like you've got so much room for things to to happen, but also because it was only a twenty minute match, mm. whereas the men's gauntlet was an hour, well, close to two hours. I yeah, think. Was it two hours? And, yeah, because the first two matches was Seth Rollins. Oh yeah, that was yeah, an yeah. hour, and overall it was just shy of two. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't have had them go two hours. No, but, uh, but they but could yeah, have gone for like def- 40. 45 minutes yeah, yeah, at least. Yeah, it's a real shame, especially like how Michael Cole built it up through the night as one of the most exciting yes, stipulations yeah, yeah. in WWE. And well, it was because he did a, a very good job of building it up as such with the previous match. But here it was. Mm. And there was a really good gauntlet match last summer, which Sasha Banks won beating Nia Jax at the end. But yeah, this, 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 was, this was a bad episode of Raw by the end. Uh, but yes, please click the videos that have just appeared on our laps to catch up with the latest Wrestle Talk stuff and subscribe to this channel and the little podcast version here. I'm Ollie Davis, this has been Luke Owen, and that was Rambling. <laughs>